Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network on this November 11th. Femi Bebefe, Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Uh, Michael, obviously a lot to get to with the college football, but obviously uh, to start the show, I mean, we got to honor those who went ahead and served for us and celebrate those on this Veterans Day. Yesterday being Veterans Day observed. I know a lot of people had the time off, but today being November November 11th and uh, obviously honoring those who uh, fought for this country and fought for our freedoms. Absolutely, Femi. I mean, you know, we honor those before us. That's part of what we need to do all the time and be thankful for the freedom that we have. And then we get to enjoy uh, today and we get to enjoy football because of it. So, you know, if you see a veteran, anytime I see one, I always thank them going through the the security lines of the airports. If you see somebody like that, you always want to thank them because they are serving and they're doing something bigger than themselves, which is the ultimate sacrifice. No, 100%. And uh, we obviously do honor all those who went ahead and served for our country and who currently are still serving for our country here on this Veterans Day. Uh, obviously, a big day. What we do, big day in college football here. As this, it's, it looks, we got a sweater weather Saturday going on. I got the sweater on. You got, dude, it was cold on the, on the, way, cold to, on the way to work. Like, quote, unquote, cold for me. Here, out here. Femi. It's 42. it's 42 here today. Yeah, this morning it's 42. So you get a little bit warmer. It's going to warm up, but it's we the gales of November have started. I yes. wrote about it yesterday in the in the uh, Vervisan. The, the this has always been, and it's kind of ironic that this has been something that Harbaugh and a bunch of others of us in the league have always used the wreck of the Emmett Fitzgerald as the date when the NFL season really starts. Uh, tragic that we lost 29 men on that on that ship that day. 
um, and, uh, on the on the Lake Superior. But you know, good good friend of mine, a longtime special teams coach, Scott O'Brien. He lives on Lake Superior. Gave us the history of it, and really the season starts because the gales of November, as Gordon Lightfoot wrote about it in that song, you know, do affect teams, and they'll affect it moving forward. And how you react, and how are you going to play? And I wrote a whole column about that. Like when you go through it, you know, you want to fall in love. What team can turn this thing around? Man, it's hard to find one. It really is. And so the weather's changing and hopefully some teams will change too. Yeah, we always find them, though, in the NFL, the second half surge. And we had a couple of those teams last year. I mean, the Detroit Lions have sort of carried that over into this season. Pittsburgh was last year. They were able to go ahead and have that second half surge. Jacksonville had one last season as well. So there's always those teams that are kind of below 500 lying in wait. We'll get into that coming up later on this hour and then the second hour as well. But let's set the table for what we do have coming up over these two hours and 15 minutes. Our buddy Tim Murray, host of VEASAN Primetime and the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. He will join us and give out his his college football card today on this Saturday. And then in 30 minutes, ESPN draft analyst Matt Miller will join us to talk some of these top prospects. He put out his recent top 50 rankings for the eligible prospects. He ranked the quarterbacks. He ranked the overall players. We'll discuss that with Matt Miller ahead of today's college football slate. And then at 1130 Eastern, 830 Pacific, our buddy Matt Humans will be joining us, co-host of the VEASAN College Football Bidding Podcast, also host of VEASAN tonight. Matt has a play in Penn State and Michigan, which Michael well, that is where we will start in Happy Valley, where, I mean, this is just a spectacle about what's going on here. Obviously, yesterday, the Big Ten levied out their punishment for Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. They are uh, prohibiting him from being the head coach on the sidelines for Michigan's final three regular season games. Michigan has since then uh, applied for the temporary restraining order, which right now, currently, we don't know if Harbaugh is going to coach his game or not, because if they do, if they are granted the temporary restraining order, he can actually be the coach today in Happy Valley. But Harbaugh's in Happy Valley. He's not with the team. The team has already arrived at Beaver Stadium. No Jim Harbaugh on the bus. But right now, the Wolverines, four and a half point favorites, total 44 and a half. Uh, just when you break down this game and also break down the, the worth of Harbaugh to the point spread i mean we can take this in a number of directions but i'll let you take the first crack at this thing michigan penn state later on in a couple hours well well i think let, let's talk about it from a betting standpoint from you know what is the motivation you know what drives teams right you know we know that playing the that card that you know nobody believes in us is a powerful card right uh we're the underdog that's a powerful card too uh, but the biggest one, perhaps the one that really propels teams more than anything, is it's us against the world. And that's what you have here. And when I was in Michigan this summer in August, I got the sense then that it was us against the world from their players. And they embraced it and they loved it and they know they were good. And they liked to be in close games and they wanted to be in a close game and they wanted to prove how mentally tough they were. This is all coming from him. This is all coming from the Jim Harbaugh that I know, the most competitive person out there. So this punishment or they're removing him, they can't remove his spirit. They can't remove the DNA that he's put into this team. There's just no way. Actually, it strengthens it. It really does. I think it fortifies their commitment, their belief. And I think if you thought they were going to have a little bit of a concentration issue or take Penn State lightly, you can forget about that. They're all in on this one. And Penn State is going to have to play really, really good for 60 minutes. Really good for 60 minutes. And they're going to have to beat them because, Penn, because Michigan ain't going anywhere. They might get down 14 nothing in this game, but they ain't going anywhere. 
They're going to keep battling because that's who they are. And this suspension, to me, gives them more motivation than ever. Yeah, and we saw that yesterday just on Twitter. All the Michigan players almost in like just like simultaneously tweeting the word bet out there, which pretty much is saying, hey, watch this. Like you guys want to suspend our head coach and you guys want to take shots at our program and say that we're cheating and all this. Well, watch what we do the final three weeks of this season. Uh, I don't think they will be lacking for any sort of motivation. And even without all of this, I mean, this is kind of like their first real quote unquote test game to where they're playing a team that has similar talent to them. I think they've been looking forward to this contest, like not to say that they have dismissed the other opponents, but I mean, they obviously had a leg up in terms of the talent that they had in the coaching. Now they face a team that's a team that's directly in front of them in the Big Ten East to where, hey, like, let's go out there and prove it. Like, now we're going to get a nice battle here to where we can go ahead and show the whole country what we're capable of doing. Like, I think we're going to get maximum peak performance here from the Michigan Wolverines today. Well, I mean, look, you know, we saw Penn State earlier in the year go into Columbus and couldn't convert a third down to save their life, right? They couldn't even get it. Now they're going to face a team that has not allowed more than 14 points the entire season. The entire season. I mean, this is the number one ranked defense in the country. This is the number one ranked total defense in the country. And you could say, well, they haven't played anybody very good. Well, that's good. But, you know, sometimes when you do play less teams and you have a, a 49 to nothing lead against Michigan State, you kind of give up yards and that transcends itself. Not the case here. This is the best passing defense that Penn State will face all year and how they react to it. How does Drew Aller react to it? How are they going to be able to handle it? And so for me, you know, and now you add this layer of competitive nature into it, I, I, I think I've, I've felt this since the day I was there, and, and not because I'm friends with the guy. It's because I could feel it. I could feel it there. I think to me, you, you, you know, there's a, you know, you want to pet the tiger, you better be careful with, with how the tiger reacts. Yeah, and you went on that trip to Ann Arbor earlier this summer, and I remember when you got back, I asked you, I said, oh, like, how, how do they feel about their team? Like, what would it look like? And you just said, they're going to be really good. <laughs> is what you said, they're going to be really good. And that's come to fruition this fall, as they have been the best team, probably, I think, in most people's opinion, the best team in the country. Now they're ranked third in the CFP, just because the resume to this point isn't there. But now they get to show it against other like-minded teams and other teams that are kind of in that class as they take on number 10 Penn State. But on the Harbaugh side of things, because this is, I think, the interesting point from a betting standpoint that we're starting to see kind of uh, manifest itself into the betting market. It's like, what is the worth of an elite head coach? Because Jim Harbaugh clearly was able to get his team prepared this week. They didn't get the news until yesterday afternoon when they touched down in Happy Valley that he was going to be suspended. So like a lot of the preparation was done for the head coach. Like how much work is already kind of hay in the barn by the time you get to game day? Like what does this mean to Michigan going forward this week if he's unable to be the coach and maybe in the weeks to come as well well i mean he's still going to be involved with the game plan he's still going to set up how they want to do it right you know he's got maryland and ohio state left so he'll be instrumental in those game plans it's the operation of the game it's what are we are we in four down territory are we are we going to punt here are we going to try a 60 yard field goal like frank wright did on thursday night are we going to do something like that right that's really the mechanics of the game, watching the flow of the game, how we react to the game, right? What are we doing in those situations? That's really what adjustments do you need to make? I mean, that's the challenge, right? You know, you see something on the field. Hey, I think we need to get into more of this or I think we need to do that. 
because he's got all his coordinators run the team. They run their side of the ball. His area of expertise is offensive football, which, you know, the play sheet is set up almost mindless. Okay, here's our third and seven plays we like. Here's our second and ten plays we like. But the actual feel of the game has to come from the head coach. Okay, this is what I want to do. I really want to I really want to take advantage of this here and let's do that. And I think ultimately without him there, that becomes the issue. It's the three hours of the mechanics of the game, not the game plan. But but one thing that you have said though is that oftentimes game management that's worked on during the week as well. So at least they have some sort of a feel, but they don't have the feel maybe like once they're actually in it of what Harbaugh would do since he's the right. experienced head coach. Well, I mean, it's like, it's like okay, somebody has to determine who's in control and who's in the lead, right? Someone has to do that. And, and it's not necessarily always the coordinators. And that's the element that you can't prepare for Monday through or Sunday through, through Friday. You've got to be able to handle that in the game. You know, and you're watching the game. I'm watching the game on my couch. I'm determining who's in control and who's in the lead. And where is this going to go? Like, where are we headed with this? Like, what do they need to do? And, you know, the other thing is, is sometimes when you have a big third down call, you might say to the play caller, hey, I, I, I want our best third down call here. Yeah. When it may be the second quarter because you think you can put the game away. You follow me? So that's the little bit of the issue here. Yeah. Offensive coordinator Sharon Moore will serve as Michigan's acting head coach if the temporary restraining order is not granted before kickoff. Uh, all the storylines with Michigan and Penn State. And we'll get into them with Tim Murray coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook, this week new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly, plus all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VSEN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. Michael Lombardi in the great state of New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas here on this college football Saturday. We will get back to our college football thoughts coming up in hour number two. Matt Humans, host of VSIN tonight and also the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. He will join us at 1130 Eastern, 830 Pacific to give out his college football card as well as his NFL thoughts. But let's give our NFL thoughts, Michael, on some of the news and notes from around the league, starting with the Frankfurt Germany game. Our last international game of the season, Colts at the Patriots. Well, I guess at quote unquote Patriots. It's a, it's a home game for them over at Deutsche Bank Park um, in Frankfurt. But right now it's a two point spread. Colts are the favorites. 43 the total. And a lot of the conversation this week has been about the mm. job security, about the head coach, Bill Belichick. And I'll just put it simply for our audience. I've Ness and everybody's curious to get your thoughts on this. Do you think that Belichick is coaching for his job this Sunday? I, I don't know why or how. I mean, you know, you got six Super Bowls. This year is not very good. I'm not denying that to anybody, right? But there's, but there is a history of being really good at what you do. And I think he'll continue to be very good at what he does. And so if Mr. Kraft feels like the direction of the team needs to go somewhere else, that's, that's his call. But I don't know where you're going to find a better coach than Bill Belichick. I really don't. And I'm not saying that because I'm his friend. I'm saying that because I've watched other coaches. And I think every other coach in the league would say the same thing. Everybody would say, if he gets fired in the midseason, wow, this league has really turned upside down. Because what has the, you know, I know you're only as good as your last game, but you've got to feel like, okay, there is a pattern of success here. Now, it hasn't happened over the first couple seasons. It's not all Mac Jones's fault. I'm not suggesting that either because one of the things you can't do when you're evaluating teams is label it one thing, right? When you label it one thing, then there's an absence of accountability and discipline. That's usually what happens. People that want to just blame one thing is you're trying to absolve yourself of of accountability and you show no discipline. I'm not saying that at all. The offensive line has not been good. We now know that their offensive line coach has had a leave because of health issues. And I think they're legitimate health issues. I think all during the year, he's had a missed time because of these health issues. Adrian Clem, I'm talking about. So that's a concern. And the line has been one of the most disappointing factors of their team. They won't have Trent Brown over in Europe either. He's not healthy enough to play. Connor McDermott will have to start at left tackle again. There's a kid that they cut earlier in the year. They had to bring him back to play left tackle because they've got so many injuries. So do I think he's coaching for his Patriot job? No, I don't. But I do acknowledge wherever there's smoke, there often is fire. Which means... Do you think that obviously if they play the year out, this could be a split between Belichick and the Patriots at the end of the season, I guess, because that's I think that's well, going to be the conversation. I, as I said on the pod, you know, I said this on the pod and I think it's kind of the look most of the time, you know, when you are trying to solve problems, it isn't what you th- it's the question you ask determines really whether you can solve the problem. So really, I mean, the question that Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, must ask himself is, can the man who's won six Super Bowls be the man to help rebuild this team and find the right quarterback if they actually acknowledge that Mac isn't the right quarterback? And maybe they think Mac just needs to get coached. Maybe they think he needs a better coach. This is the second coach, the third coach he's had in three years. Maybe they feel that way. But how you frame 
frame the question often is leads you to the correct answer. When you frame the question wrong, you end up with a bad decision. Uh, I think that's a, it's a good way to put it there. Obviously, there's been struggles. The Patriots' worst record in the AFC here, like the, the two and seven, it has not been good. Now they find themselves as a two-point underdog on a neutral site game in Germany. You mentioned the pod. We encourage everybody to go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review wherever they get their podcast to the GM Shuffle. Mondays and Thursdays, new episodes drop each and every week. Well, let's get to some of the other storylines around the National Football League, one being Kyler Murray making his return to the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray has been activated from the 21-day uh, window. He's now on the 53-man roster, and he is good to go and start in this game against Atlanta. And right now, the Cardinals are two-point home underdogs, total at 44. Uh, Kyler, though, had this to say earlier this week when he was asked about his offensive coordinator, Drew Petzig, saying, hey, maybe Kyler might not be a full go, but here's what Kyler had to say in his own words about his status heading into this game. He told me that to my face, and I kind of laughed at him. But it's, uh, no, it's, um, I you know, I, I understand the thought process, you know, but every time I touch the field, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do my thing. And that's, um, you know, obviously win, you know, but but do it at a high level, you know, and um, I understand the thought process behind, you know, hey, take it slow, you know, be don't be don't be too hard on yourself. Um, because I, I missed all the reps, you know, I missed all the camp reps, I missed all the preseason. Um, you know, this is week, what, 9, 10, whatever it is, you know, I've missed all this time, you know, sort of going to it thinking that, um, like, I hear what he's saying, but, you know, uh, that's not in my, you know, that's not in my head, so. Kyler says that he can be the uh, the full Kyler, so maybe all the beat beat plays will be back in the, in the, in the flush here for the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, what are you excited to see about or expecting to see with Kyler Murray making his return uh, Sunday afternoon? Well, I, I want to see if he's got quickness, if he's got that acceleration, if he still has that same kind of giddy-up to him that he had. And look, Atlanta needs this game more than any team. They, are, they could be in the midst of the, wet, of the South if they just win this game. If they can just get this game won, they can be there. And look, the one thing we do know, they're going to move the football on the Cardinals. That, that, that I think, is fairly given. And I think Heineke, you know, it's not going to be a hard coverage for him because here's why. The Cardinals are one of the worst teams in terms of pressuring the opponent quarterback. They're 17th. They only pressure the quarterback 17% of the time. That's 30th in the league. They, get, you get, they give up more first downs than any team in the league. You know, EPA yards per play, I mean, horrible. Same thing with their opponents. Everything is bad, right? And so they're going to move the football. It's can they create a situation to keep keep Murray in the pocket and make him play pocket passer? Now, is James Conner going to come back? It didn't sound like he was trending there. It sounds like he's getting closer, but maybe he does. But I think if I'm Atlanta, I'm going to I'm going to go after him and make him prove that he can do it. And, and does he have any rust on him? I mean, it's not easy to go from nothing, no contact to no preseason and jump right in. Just ask Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's missed football for over a year. It's hard. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point there. And it's like because like he hasn't gotten the reps and he's been practicing the last handful of weeks. But we knew that a lot of those reps were going towards whether it was Clayton Toon or Josh Dobbs before they traded him. Like it, it hasn't been a full go of first team reps, but he got those reps this week. We'll see what he's like. They're now having to see. Well, the field you, and the other point. thing you're worried about, too, Femi, is you're worried about him. Pulling, you know, when these guys come back off of injury, you're worried about him, especially a guy like Murray. You're worried about him pulling a hamstring. You're worried about him getting out there and all of a sudden, you know, he's not quite there. And you worry a little bit about going 
too far too soon. Now, he says he's going to go 100%. He's going to go out there and play. I think he knows he's playing for that future earnings that's booked on the contract, which is not a great contract for the Cardinals. And I think, to me, this is I – mean, just look at Jonathan Gannon's timeline of what he said. You know, I don't think he wanted to trade Dobbs. You know, because he said Dobbs is going to be the starter. Then he said, I, when I watch tape, I'm going to go. Now he's, Then they go to Cleveland with Toon. I mean, that was coaching malpractice to put Toon out there against the Cleveland defense. And then they come back, and now they're going to start Murray. And Atlanta, look, Atlanta's a good third-down defense. They don't rush the passer as well. They don't intercept the football. But I think it's going to be hard for them to move the ball consistently on them because they can A, cover. Terrell's a really good cover guy. And I think Atlanta's going to move the football on them. We'll see how this one unfolds tomorrow afternoon. Real quick, though, because this note is I was talking with our producer, Elliot Bowman, with this uh, last night, and we talked a little bit more about it this morning. This week, the Cardinals are among three teams that will have a third different quarterback starting in three consecutive weeks. And also, we have nine QBs this week, Michael, in week 10, that have 10 or fewer starts in the NFL. Like, like inexperience and QB shuffling has been kind of the story of this season here. And it's kind of like we, what we talked about in the last segment about hey, scoring being down and all this stuff. like It just feels like offensive football and, is sort of in flux. And I think that's why the public's having a really good year because oftentimes like you don't want to be on the side of the public on some of these bets, but perhaps this year it's been rewarding. It's been 57% yeah. when you're on the side of the public. you know. And so, look, the other thing that's happened a lot this year is underdogs that go to favorites. And, and, and there everybody thinks that's a good thing. Although when you look at it since 2019, that record is 45 and 84. The Lions went from dogs to favorites. The Saints, the Bucks, the Colts, the Jets. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the public having a good year. I mean, a lot of people were just back in Cleveland last week that goes from seven and a half to 13. I talked to Mike Palm yesterday. He said that people were taking the plus 13, some of the sharper betters. Well, <laughs> I mean, within five minutes, you knew that that wasn't going to hit with uh, the yeah. Arizona Cardinals last week in Cleveland. All right, that does it for hour number one. Hour number two, the Lombardi look ahead coming up next. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe in downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino. Michael Lombardi in the great state of New Jersey. Fun first hour. We have a fun second hour on deck for you guys as well. We will get back to the college football discussion 30 minutes from now with our buddy Matt Humans, host of VEASAN tonight and co-host of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. He'll give us his college football plays and his NFL plays for the weekend. But Michael, let's get to the Lombardi look ahead and we always begin the Lombardi look ahead with a game that you want no part of and that's one that's happening in the <laughs> desert <laughs> yeah well uh, yeah I mean look I, I, there's so many uncertainties about the Arizona game along with the Atlanta game with Ta- Taylor Heineke playing I mean yesterday I was on Chris Russo and I kind of had to take it because when we do this contest you know I can't take games that he takes, so I have to kind of do this. I don't really want to do it. This is a game I want to stay away from because of the uncertainties that's involved in the game. Is Taylor, is Taylor Heineke going to play well? I think he will. I really do. That I do know. What I don't know is how good Kyler Murray will be. You know, can Kyler Murray – now, he's going to do more than Clayton Toon could do, but what can he do? And does he have enough weapons around him to do things? And how does Atlanta handle him? 
the fanfare is all on Murray. But remember, when Murray left, he wasn't exactly lighting it up. He wasn't playing well. People have rushed him the right way. They make it challenging for him to move if he has to move around. If he can't move around, it becomes a problem. So for me, when I wrote it Friday morning, I'm like, okay, to me, just cue up Daryl, cue up John, stay away. I urge people to do the same. That is the official Hall Notes play of the week. I can't go for that. No, no can do. You know, it's your Hall & Oates play, but I actually played a little Cardinals money line here, and a lot of it has to do with the return of Kyler Murray, but also, I, I just, Heineke on the road as a favorite with this, like, I just cannot get there, so to me, it feels like a coin flip game. I took plus 115 on the money line with Arizona. Coin flip game, you're going to give me plus 115, I guess I'll take my shot. Not one of my favorite plays of the week, but it is a play for me with the Arizona Cardinals, but uh, a little worried about the Kyler and the rust factor. I, th- I do think that's a solid point. I think you have up. to be concerned about it. Yeah. We've seen it with all these quarterbacks. They come back and they're not 100%. It's a new offense. You know, they don't really have a run game that they can kind of hang their hat on. And look, let me say this to you. You know, we can talk about this all we want about Heineke and and him not being able to do those things. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with some of that, but I do agree with the facts here that the Cardinals, when, when, when you look at the Falcons offense, the Cardinals defense we know is certifiable, not very good. But when you look at the the Falcon offense, they've averaged 128 yards rushing per game in the last four weeks. They throw for over 250 yards the last four weeks. Their defense has play is the eighth best defense on third down and the sixth best defense in the red zone. So they're going to get off the field on third down and they're not going to give up touchdowns to me. And they're going to move the football. If they don't turn it over, I think they win easily, Femi. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Hopefully, uh, for, for my sake, I'm hoping that the Cardinals can win this football game. But uh, uh, it's definitely one that's a, it's a little bit of a lukewarm feeling. Uh, well, you're as with we the public the if week. they do. The public's yeah. all over the cards this week. You know, they have been. And, and what's interesting is they have not been on the public side the entire season. That's and they've covered they've beginning of the season. They were they covered the Washington game. They covered the giant game. They covered the Cowboy game. Obviously, they won outright. And then they covered the Baltimore game on a kind of a fluky thing at the end. <laughs> and then last week, obviously, they didn't cover. They didn't co- they wouldn't have covered that game if they played eight quarters. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not sure they would have scored if they played eight quarters, to be honest. Um, that, that, that Cardinals Ravens game, that's still that's going to be on the Mount Rushmore for for bad beats. People who laid it with Baltimore uh, the, when the season is over. That's going to be one of the four spots on the Mount Rushmore. I still can't believe the end you of that cannot game. replace the giant one. The giant well, jet game, the jet and, and what, what that jet game was, you got to remember that jet game is a bad beat. If you had the Giants, which yeah. I did in the Russo contest, but it also was a bad beat for jet fans because they actually think they're going somewhere. They are four and four. They actually think that they have a chance to go somewhere like your team is not good enough to go anywhere. What are we talking about? Because you're four and four and you got Hurts throw you a pick at the end of the game, which he should have never done. And then then Dayball sends out Graham Gano to kick a field goal, even though he's hurt and they had to put him on IR the next day. Come on. You're not a playoff team like I wrote about in the look ahead. I mean, whatever. If it's not Minnesota. Whatever the seventh seed is in the NFC East should be disqualified. They should put an AFC team in there. <laughs> yeah, but put in one you of the- can't find you can't find an, an NFC team that you think is Washington playoff worthy. No. Now, if Washington goes out and beats Seattle this week, and then they have the Giants next week, they might make it. Good lord! And 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 think about who the two seed is. It's probably going to be. 
Philly or San Fran. Maybe it's Detroit. I guess the Lions have a have a softer schedule going forward. But I mean, the two seed is likely going to be a pretty damn good team. And then you're going to put out there. I mean, Sam Howell, here's your first playoff start on the road. Like, no, we can't have that. I mean, it, it needs to be Minnesota. Well, but even Minnesota, who knows? Like with Josh Dobbs, he's never played in the playoffs. Like, who knows how that would well, go? Right now, right now, right now, Detroit's the two seed. That's why, to me, I, 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 I even though I have it as a Hall and Oates play, when I got to Russo. I think Atlanta is one of if, – if there is one team you said to me of the remaining the remaining uh, eight that are not in the – remaining nine that are not in the playoffs, if you said to me what team sh- has a chance to be the seventh seed, I would have said Atlanta. They're better than Washington on defense, especially in situations. They can run the football on anybody they play against, right? And they – and if they don't turn the ball over, which they've been prone to do the last month of the season, they can actually do some things. And this is why, to me, this game is really going to – it has a lot of implications for Atlanta season. That's why I, I, I didn't really mind it as much in, when I had to take it because I think there's a lot at stake here for Atlanta. There really is. There's a lot at stake here. They're over total. Because I don't think Minnesota can hang on. I would be mm. all over – I would be all – I mean, look, let's be clear here. I mean, Josh Dobbs, when he had a play in Arizona, was playing effectively when James Conner had the ball, and they were running, and they had some balance to their offense. When Conner got hurt, Dobbs had to become more a part of what they did, and that got bad. And he fumbles the ball quite a bit. I mean, he fumbled three times last week against Atlanta. I mean, and Atlanta had to settle for field goals. If it wasn't for how good Minnesota played, Atlanta would have easily won that game. But Dobbs did great coming back. I'd take nothing away from him. But I'm not sure Minnesota is going to be able to withstand. They have no running game. Dobbs rushed for 66 yards last week. That killed Atlanta. It killed them. I'm not sure they're going to – I'm not sure that he can duplicate that again. Now, I also don't want to play Derek Carr on as a three-point dog, uh-huh. a three-point favorite on the road. I, I don't have any interest in that. Like if I played anybody, it would take Minnesota and the and the and the three. Now it was two and a half in the contest. Yeah, I think that's a Vikings or pass situation to me. Like you know how I feel about Derek Carr, Dennis Allen as as favorites. Like that's it's it's never it's it's a never possibility unless it's two and a half at home or something like that. Maybe I could talk myself into it, but at, well, I mean, at three look, on the road, Carr, no. Carr's twenty two thirty four and two as a favorite on the road in his career. No, twenty two thirty four and two as a favorite on the road. It can never be Carr on the road as a favorite. Uh, let's get to your line of the week. We'll talk more about the playoffs on the other side with uh, the column that you wrote this week for VEASAN.com. But your line of the week is an AFC North class that I can't wait to watch, Browns and the Ravens. Yeah, and, and this line is is a little bit of a trap. People want to take Cleveland badly with the line. But then I think what's happened here, the line opened at four. It went to six right away, and then it moved back then it went to six and a half, and then it moved back to six, and now it stayed at six and a half. Why? Because when you break the game down, there's a couple factors that are involved in this game that I don't know if you can really trust the Browns. I know that your instinct is when you look at the card, you say divisional matchup, Browns need the game, they're going to play. It's like the Chargers-Chiefs. There'll always be a closer game than you think it is. I agree with that logic. However... 
the injury in situation in Cleveland is really poor. They lost both starting tackles, Werfs and Conklin. And then they lost their backup tackle, Jones. He was going to go over and play left tackle. Now he's not going to play. So you've got two bad tackles going in the game. You got a quarterback named Deshaun Watson who is 51.1% completion percentage on the road. He averages 5.33 yards per attempt on the road. Like, how are they going to score against a Ravens defense that has allowed 9, 22, 6, 3, and 3 in their last four games, last five games? Like, how are you going to do that? I mean, they're the, last, they're the home games, that's what they allowed. The last four games, they've allowed 16, 6, 24 to Arizona, misleading, and 3. So, like, where are they getting their points from? And you say, well, the Browns are really good on defense. Yeah, they are. But when the Browns get on third down, they're the 31st worst defense in the National Football League, and they're playing against a Ravens team, which is the best third down defense in football. So my question to you is, where are they getting their points? I mean, it's a really good question because I don't know where they're getting those points. And uh, the point that you bring up, because like, I think a lot of people would like Cleveland in this spot just with like being the division dog and their defense. It's like, oh, like I get those defense with those points. Well, Baltimore's defense, if you look at the DVOA numbers, Cleveland's number one, Baltimore's number two. And I think Baltimore's right. defense, like, and it, what's been lost in a lot of the the love for Baltimore over the last few weeks has been because a lot of it's been about Lamar Jackson, and rightfully so. Lamar, Lamar's played like the MVP up until the midseason point, but Baltimore's defense has been amazing. Like they've been really good. Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator, he's done a terrific job. And you put those two units together. Clearly, the worst unit on the field is the Browns offense. And I don't know if you can go ahead and back them in this game here. To me, I'm going to stay away because I don't think you I don't think I'd want to lay it because I feel like I'm laying it at the top of the market here for the Ravens. But I don't want to take it. I learned my lesson from last week and taking it against with Seattle and then seeing that game be over 15 minutes of real time. So uh, it's a pass for me with the Ravens and the Browns. But an interesting game nonetheless that I will be watching for sure in the early window. All right. On the other side, let's talk about it. Some teams to make or miss the playoffs here at the midway point of the NFL season. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSEN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. For VSEN Pro picks, betting splits, betting guides, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now and get access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120 at VSEN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi here hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. Matt Humans will be joining us in the next segment to give out his NFL and college football card for the day. And we'll, of course, wrap up the show with our final thoughts on the college football card. I want to get your thoughts on Oregon and USC. And of course, there's big games in the SEC, the Big 12. That's a crazy conference. Who knows who's going to make it to Jerry World and play in the Big 12 title game? We'll talk about it all to wrap up the show here. But let's talk about some make-miss playoffs now that we're at the midway point of the NFL season and the current playoff picture is as follows. We showed the NFC in the last segment. Eagles right now are the current one seed. Lions the two, 49ers the three seed, Saints the four seed, and then you have the Seahawks as the five, the Cowboys as the six, the Vikings as the seven, and then on the AFC side of it, Kansas City is the current number one seed, Baltimore is the two seed, Jacksonville the three seed, Miami the four, and then the five seed is Pittsburgh, six seed Cleveland, seven seed Cincinnati. So currently all four AFC North teams if the playoffs started today, which they don't, would be in the playoffs there. So that shows you how good that division has been. But when you take a look at it and kind of take inventory on what we've seen through the first half, which of these teams do you think would be able to hang on to those playoff spots? And which team that's on the outside looking in currently do you think can get into the dance come January? Well, I mean, look, uh, you know, you can you can count Pittsburgh out, right? But they win ugly. The numbers don't back up what they do. I, I think to me... You got to consider their mental toughness. I think Cleveland's going to have a hard time hanging on with their injury situation. I know they're really good on defense, but if Watson doesn't play better down the stretch in the gales of November, and that's the theme of the article, weather's changing. You know, this is when you have to play your best football. I'm not sure that the that Watson can play his best football when you go through all his numbers and you look at what he's not been able to accomplish. You know, I mean, if you go over his career, he's three and twelve as a dog in the last fifteen starts of his career. Three and twelve, Femi. Mm-hmm. That's not Straight good. up as a dog. I mean, you know, you're paying two hundred fifty million. You expect to win some of these games, right? And so. Uh, I just think they're going to have a hard time staying on. Look, I I would never rule out Buffalo. Buffalo right now is not in it. I wouldn't rule them out. I don't like Buffalo. I think Buffalo has a great quarterback with a below average team. I know that hurts people's feelings when I say that, but they're not a great team. Injuries have affected the Buffalo Bills. And I think there's a lot going on in that locker room right now. I really do. I think there's some internal combustion that is happening, and a win cures some of that, but it doesn't cure all of that. Diggs, Diggs is on the injury report this week. The line opened up against Denver at 9.5. It's down to 7. Will it go below 7? I doubt it, but it could. If you like Denver, you better grab it now. I think the sleeper team in this whole thing is, are the Miami Dolphins, and here's why. I think Miami over in Germany last week, we saw a defense that's becoming really good, and it's only going to get better. And because their offense is so good, we don't see how good their defense can become. 
And I think if you get, when they get a Chun back, I think that makes a huge difference to the running game, you know, and so they get him in there. And then they also have the ability to throw the football. Look, they have trouble when they play physical teams on offense, right? Mm -hmm. Their offensive line is the weak link of the team and they've done a great job. But I think their defense is going to carry them. I really do. I still think the two best teams will be the one and two seed, Baltimore and Kansas City. Jacksonville is an interesting team, right? The Jacksonville's playing much better in the last five weeks, there's no question. But when you go through the numbers, Femi, and you look at Trevor Lawrence at home versus Trevor Lawrence on the road, it's a shocker. It's a shocker. Lawrence has got an 86.1 rating on the road, at home. He's got 101 on the road. He averages 6.19 yards per attempt on the road, at home, and it's 8.09 on the road. And he is a completely, he's 4-0 on the road, he's 2-2 two two at home. I don't know why that is, but here's what I do know, right? They're 14th in sack percentage allowed. And when he gets pressure, they struggle offensively. And I think he'll get pressure from the 49er front. And if they don't start fast like they typically do, you know, they have the 38-13 advantage in the first quarter, I think it becomes harder for them. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup there. I have a play in that game. Uh, I like I like San Francisco against Jacksonville in that game. That's one that it's probably one of my favorite bets of the season. To be honest, it is my favorite bet of the season. I've said it on multiple platforms now with the 49ers laying it there. I laid two and a half, even at three. I still like it with the San Francisco 49ers. But in the AFC playoff picture, because you mentioned Miami is a team that you think could be dangerous in the second half of the season. They're currently in the lead in the AFC East. I think everybody would probably say that they think the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. But the seventh seed is where it's interesting because. You have just behind Cincinnati at seven. You have Buffalo, Houston, Los Angeles, and New York, all with four losses. Sounds like you like Buffalo as that team that could maybe get into the playoffs. Do you like any like Houston? Could they do it with CJ Stroud the way he's been playing? The Chargers, our guy Staley, he, he was right in the ship last Monday night against the New York Jets. They get that big win on the road. Now they're a home dog against Detroit. If they could ever beat the Lions, maybe they get back into the thick of things. Or you mentioned all the Jets fans who are excited about their team or at least their defense. They're, they're talking themselves in the Rodgers coming back by like Christmas. Who knows what happens oh with that? Like, like, I think that's pie in the sky and it's lunacy. That's ridiculous. But they, 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 that's ridiculous. they, they think he's going to come back right. and save the day and put the Superman cape on. Like, would you ever buy into the Jets at plus 250 to make it? No, we're not. I'm not buying in the Jets, but I think the Houston team deserves a conversation, right? And I think this is a huge week. They've got 18 guys on their injured list this week. Nico Collins has already been ruled out. Their kicker, Farbarn's already been ruled out. One of their best rushers, Greenard, uh, is got a shoulder injury that's been hampering him most of the most of the game, the season, and so they're, they're, they've got a lot of guys. Their best linebacker is out for the week with a concussion too so they may get stingley back off of the hamstring injury damian pierce isn't going to play steven nelson so they got a bunch of injuries they go into cincinnati here's my concern about houston besides the injuries right cj stroud has been outstanding he has been very good but he has been very good at home he hasn't been very good on the road it's been more of a challenge now he went into jacksonville and had a great game but when you look at that game again, it's a little misleading. They got the what the kickoff return from the from the fullback yep. in that game and kind of broke the game open. He's one and three on the road. He averages basically his he averages six point eight five yards per attempt on the road. When when he's at home, he averages nine point three. 
you know, so he's a completely different quarterback. And I think to me, you've got to take that into consideration when you look at him. And they've done a great job of, of protecting the football. He's thrown one interception. It's been at home and they got the ball right back by the Saints. Their defense, really, their defense is where I, I don't have enough faith that they can carry it over. They have give up 23 points a game. They've only forced two turnovers when they go on the road. They have a hard time slowing people down. You know, look, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were celebrating that they won that game last week until C.J. brought them down the field. So I, I'm a little bit worried. I think this week will be a huge week for them if they can do it. The Chargers, you can't rule them out. But the one thing that bothered me about the Chargers was Williams, the kid they drafted from TCU, has not looked like he can replace, I mean, Quentin Johnson. Johnston, he can't yeah. replace Williams, right? He struggled. They needed another guy. And without Josh Palmer, it's just Keenan Allen, and they can't make a big play in the pass. I think the longest pass play last week was 15 yards. So... I think that's the issue there. And can they stay healthy? I mean, Bosa was working out on the side again this week. He's got the flu or something. I don't know if they can stay healthy. I don't trust them. But they have the potential to be there because of their quarterback. It's right there for the taking for the Chargers to go ahead and get into the playoffs. We'll see if they can go ahead and do it. I mean, this Sunday's game, that's a massive game with Detroit coming in. The Lions are feeling good. One of the better stories in the everybody's NFL. Everybody's on year. the Lions. Everyone loves them. I mean, everybody's on the you're gonna I mean, if you're with the Lions, you're with John Q. Public. That line went from one well, actually went from the Chargers Chargers. The Chargers favorite at one and a half to now the charger a three-point dog which again qualifies into that 45 and 84 category that we've talked about here on this show so but there's money just been coming in and look sometimes it's the right move you got to evaluate the team i was nervous about this because i felt like the chargers could throw the ball on a detroit secondary but can they but can they? Because the Chargers, without, all, without another receiver, without Palmer, I think they really struggle. Well, John Q. Public has been uh, robbing the bookies of all their money so far this season. So we'll see if that continues. But, but you that, and I both know to it's going to end. Yeah, it, it'll I mean, end. you and I both know it. It'll, it, it at some point, you know, their book's going to win. Yeah. Merry Christmas, public. Here, here's another loss <laughs> to pay for those Christmas presents. Uh, on the NFC side of things, could you convince Big Daddy that his team has a chance? <laughs> Do they have a chance? Oh, to I'm going to watch the, the big the Packer game is going to be on the big screen tomorrow. I can't wait for that. Every Love three it. yard game. Oh, my God. The Big Daddy, they're not going to get 20 yards on every play. Like, can we just relax here? How is the first the half under not the bet of the week for, in that game? They're like the first half under Green Bay, Pittsburgh. I feel like that. Like these teams can't score in the first half. Pittsburgh will somehow find a way to win it in the fourth quarter, as they always do. Uh, Matt Humans joins us next to break down his college and NFL card here on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.